I see you hit the record button, but you didn't tell me you hit the record button. So this is supposed to be where I start? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Only a pro move's going on around here. I'm Only pro moves going on. Okay. Um, so welcome. Uh, this is a uh, this is a podcast. Uh, this is the third week, but this will be the first week that you hear. The first two were a little bit of uh, trial and error. Um, I'm recording this on Wednesday afternoon around 1.53. Uh, I think it's going to be released tomorrow around Thursday for all you uh, big podcast fans. It seems like uh, I'm going to have about an audience of about two, so I'm pretty much talking to myself. But I think from a documentary standpoint, this will be pretty good for the... Uh, Look back at uh, when we're on episode 500 and see how bad this one was. Um, so what's been going on here? So so this weekend I, I uh, went to the Bears game. That was pretty fun. Uh, I got a ticket uh, Saturday. It was pretty much last minute from a couple friends. Um, I was really proud of myself. I didn't get wasted. Um, it's probably the first Bears game that I, I didn't. I left there sober. And an interesting one at that. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of controversy going on this weekend about some national anthem stuff. Personally, I don't care about it at all. Uh, it's uh, I hate when politics leaks into sports. I guess there's some kind of message they're trying to send. I don't see it. Um, I, I, I try to avoid these conversations only because politics is something that's a little bit uh, touchy for people. Personally, um, I don't see how kneeling at the national anthem is going to make any difference when it comes to police brutality, personally. Um, I think that it's like one of those things that if you're going to really be serious about, you should probably, I don't know, make a difference in your local community. Um, seems to be the better way, but I guess that means more time, which a lot of people don't want to spend. It's a lot easier to spend a minute and a half kneeling as opposed to actually doing um, social justice. So there's that. Um, but the game was crazy. So speaking, so from a national anthem perspective, the Steelers did not come out of the locker room. Um, don't know how television really, really, uh, saw that I was in the stands of course um didn't get a chance to rewatch the game but uh the the home crowd was not pleased once they left the locker room and I gotta be honest I really was kind of indifferent about the Steelers this entire time but when you're in a stadium of 65,000 people and they're all booing someone because of uh not not being out there for the national anthem it makes me want to just go out there and just rage with them the only time I ever really felt like that um where like politically just like excited and and like ramped up was um seeing rage against the machine at Lollapalooza um by the end of that I was ready to flip a car um don't know why I did not have any of those emotions beforehand but then it just got to the point to where it was like you know what um yeah if everyone else is going to tear down the streets and rip over garbage cans and put things on fire I'm in um felt that way at the Bears game uh it's amazing what the kind of the the herd mentality will do and uh, didn't really care for the the way that they even uh, the Steelers are a pretty interesting group of guys. So they didn't come out and hearing Tomlin's comments at the end of it was pretty interesting. He talked a lot about uh, he didn't want it to be a divisive thing for his team, so he decided to hide the people who uh, were a little bit indifferent. And then of course Villanueva is out there. Um, he served his country, which probably is the best lead of them all. I don't again don't understand the whole national anthem thing, um, but uh, going to the game. Uh, Bears win. Uh, shocking, considering last week they looked like total dog shit. So I guess that's the NFL this year. Uh, seems like uh, on the road, um, these guys are just a shell of themselves. Makes no sense. In Tampa Bay, they look like a JV team. They come out Sunday. They uh, they put a quick seventeen on the board. Get it? They, I don't think they ever did not lead the game. 
which was incredible. Uh, Mike Glennon uh, did not look great, but he was serviceable. Uh, pretty good game manager. like to see how the stats kind of went back towards running the ball more than passing. Uh, Jordan Howard had a hell of a game. He looked good. Um, the crowd was excited. My favorite play, though, that I think, I mean, I've been to a lot of sporting events in my life, uh, but for the first time I saw a crowd turn on a home player and it was uh, the Marcus Cooper fumble at the one yard line. Um, Josh, you see that by any chance? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, That's a, that's fantastic. Uh, So to kind of set the scene for you um, where I was in my mentality when it happened, I actually missed it. I missed the play. Um, So the field goal was blocked and at the I'm in the end zone he was coming at. So if that makes any sense. Yeah. But he came in, so if I'm looking at the end zone, he came in on the right-hand side of the end zone. I was, more on, I was more on the left, okay? So for me to see it, I had to look right from where my seat. So I'm looking, field goal's blocked, ball's taken off. I see him pick up the ball. I see him running down the sideline. I'm around the 50-yard line, a friend next to me was showing his other friend, his fan duel, what was going on. So, and he's to my left. So I hear him yell, what just happened? What just happened? Right. So I'm like, okay, well, that's interesting. He didn't see it. So I, I waited. I purposely waited till about the 20 when he got to about the 20 to like turn around and be like, dude, he blocked the field goal. We're taking it into the end zone. So right in the, around the 15 is the last shot I had of him. So I turn left and I give my friend a high five, tell him what just happened. And then I hear the entire crowd erupt in just anger. I look back and the ball's bouncing out of the back of the end zone. So I completely missed it. My friend was so, and the guy, the guy to my right was so angry. I mean, it was unbelievable. He made a scene in front of, in front of 20 people. And Scotty, if you're listening, you know, you know that's how you are. Um, but made a scene in front of it, whole, the whole group. He's angry at me because I'm not upset as much as he is, or I should be more upset. Um, maybe I'll have him in to talk about this moment later down the road. But uh, that's the way it appeared to me. Um, crazy moment. And then everyone's pissed off. For some reason, the Steelers go into the other, they go into the locker room without seeing the final finality from the refs. Just a crazy play, and um, just an interesting place to be when it came to like it's been played a million times on a million different sports networks at this point. But just a crazy play, and uh, the rest of the game, of course, as we all saw, went really well. The Bears at the end of that looked like they could just run it. They were, I mean, they could do whatever they want to Pittsburgh from the running game. So. Hopefully, that's a good sign moving ahead. Um, on my first podcast, I said I wouldn't do any previews. I'm thinking about doing a preview for this Thursday. I got a prediction. Mm. Bears win. I know. It's not popular. But um, Sunday, they played in the hottest game at Lambeau Field history, the Packers. Um, and it was a bloodbath. A lot of, a lot of I mean, it was, it, was a, it was a brawl. So... I got a feeling with the four-day turnaround, they're going to be a little extra tired than they normally would be, mm-hmm. and I think the Bears are riding some momentum. So I'm predicting a Bears win. So don't know where that goes. Um, a game I had a chance to work, actually. I, I do a little bit of television production um, outside of this podcast, and uh, uh, there's a group of guys that we know up in uh, Milwaukee who um, do our football games on Thursday nights. Uh, a, a segment of them also work Packer games. So uh, there was a chance to work this one. I've just got too much stuff going on. Uh, tonight is pretty exciting. I've got uh, Pearl Jam um, private screening for their new movie at uh, 11 o'clock tonight at the Metro. 
that's really exciting. Um, those who know me know I'm a huge Pearl Jam fan. I've seen him over 30 times. The office has posters up there. Um, pretty exciting stuff. Um, so apparently the director will be there to talk about the movie. Um, Eddie's been doing some things uh, locally recently, like busking. So there's some uh, whispers that he might be there, um, which would be really awesome because the Metro fits about 1,000 people and be the smallest venue I've ever seen them in. Uh, so that would be really cool. Um, but overall, pretty good night. It's going to be a little rough uh, for a turnaround tomorrow. It's uh, 2 a.m. is when we're expected to be out of there if there's no delays um, of getting it started. So it's going to be a long one. Um, my friend Jeff, who is uh, my buddy that we go see a lot of Pearl Jam shows uh, together, we've been across the country to see him. Him and I are going. Um, he's a wine salesman uh, of some sort. I'm sure he can be a little more specific if he's on here. Um, but that's essentially what he does. And uh, he's going to have to work at uh, 7.30 tomorrow. So he's going to be in uh, rough shape. But uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, some other stuff. Uh, NBA 2K18. I've, uh, I've finally received it last week. A friend of mine on my um, Springfield football games, his brother owns 2K Sports. Or part owner. I haven't checked out the legality of it. He gets me a free copy every year. The, um, this year is pretty intense. I was really into the my team last year. Um, they've made some changes, not so great changes, I would say. I was big into the sniping, getting some, getting cards, turning around, flipping them for a little extra money, um, building up a sick-ass roster. It's going to be a little more complicated. It looks like i got to go to the, uh, my creatives to think of how we can uh, do that again. I'm sure there'll be a group of people ready to talk about that. Um, YouTube's been really, like, you know, usually you can look at YouTube and say, uh, I need advice. And from uh, my favorite YouTube advice, uh, it's a little bit of a side rant, but um, I think his name is Bob from This Old House. He's from Boston. Uh, I built a house, and I've been doing a lot of lawn care stuff, and uh, this guy's got a thick Boston accent. He talks about a bunch of lawn stuff, and the, 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 the videos are like three to four minutes long. Awesome watch if you get a chance to do that. Um, it's great. I, should I try to the Boston accent? Uh, yes. This is going to be bad. Yeah, it is. <laughs> this is going to be bad. So as we say, so it's like something like uh, get the spreader and uh, put it on hard. That's about as far as I got. It's most, as far as it's going. Um, but yeah, so NBA 2K18, um, the YouTube uh, guys still haven't figured out the sniping part of it yet. So they're not doing a great job of it. Um, so I'm calling them out now. Uh, hopefully they'll have some jobs, uh, some, uh, some videos out soon that are pretty decent. Um, the gameplay I've only played against the computer. So before it turns into a, what are you talking about situation? Um, I'll let you know that uh, I've been playing against computer, trying to build up, uh, for the MT to get some more cards. Um, pretty, it's, I guess it's, it's good. They've changed a lot. The pick and roll used to be a lot more dominant. Now the team seems to have a little better help defense, the, the AI, um, missed a shit ton of layups. I don't know what the deal is with that. Um, it's like, we're talking like out of, if I make, if I'm trying 10 layups, five out of five are missing. So if you, if I, if it's a problem for me or, and no one else has that problem, please feel free to, uh, tweet me on that one. Um, at according to Alan, um, the reason we're doing this podcast is because, um, I'm starting a media company called local 219. Um, that's going to be kind of full service when it comes to media, when it comes to productions and uh, podcasts and whatnot. Uh, and that's been, we've been making a lot of uh, headway with that this week. Um, we're shooting a proof of concept Friday for a pretty cool idea that people are pretty jazzed about. 
Um, I'm going to have to host that as well, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, well, so we'll be at Crown Point High School. Um, don't know who's going to be, uh, if anybody's going to be listening to this right now, but uh, we'll be there for the tailgate. So if you uh, want to come by and say hello and uh, maybe share a mixed drink or make one for me, um, be my guest. Um, I'm a beer man, but I don't think you, can you do beer at high school games? I don't even know. I've never done one before. I don't know if you can do mixed drinks either, but we're going to go for it. I feel like mixed drinks are easier to hide, though. Yeah, touche. Right? Touche. I mean, unless anybody from Crown Point wants to listen to your podcast. (laughs) Well, luckily it's audio, so they don't know what I look like. Yeah, touche. I can can hide. Um, But yeah, so there'll be be three or four of us uh, rolling with a truck, um, doing some cool shit there. Um, Met with a bunch of people uh, this last week, some production guys that are really excited about. uh, Marco Lakic. Um, he's, uh, he seems like a prodigy I, I, from meeting him. He seems awesome. Uh, him and his personal assistant, Mac, um, seem like really awesome people. Very inspiring. Um, they seem to be doing a lot of, uh, diverse work inside the medium. Um, looks like they're doing photography. Looks like they're doing videos, music videos to be specific. Looks like they're doing, um, some television shows, um, stuff that's going to be on TLC. Um, really cool people had great conversations, big movie fans. So that was easy to do. Um, looking forward to seeing what that brings. I think that we're going to be trying to work on a uh, co-op to collaborate with um, some kind of concept to um, bring some um, some good feels for the region um, and try to identify with what that's going to be. So we'll see how that goes. Um, other other people, Open Fire Media and Crown Point, they were really cool. Um, Matt and uh, Levi, uh, good guys, great office space. If you're ever interested in going and, guy- and saying what's up to those guys. Um, you'll see them around the Crown Point Square. They have a, uh, I don't know what kind of car it is. It looks like, what does a uh, Chrysler car look like? What is it called? I'm horrible at cars. The, um, it's like that car that no one really wanted to buy, but a ton of people bought them with their Chryslers, and it looked like an older car, but they're not. Oh, the, uh, what is that? The, the Prowler? <laughs> no, no. I don't no. know what you're talking about. I don't either. I'll show a picture of it. Um, they have one of those. It looks like kind of like that, like a smaller SUV. Um, it's wrapped with all their stuff. So um, they do a lot of high-end uh, production. It looks like they got a couple red cameras. They really have gone crazy with the equipment, and um, they're they're just good dudes. So um, Matt Scheffler, he's a, he's a PNC guy. I think after I saw him, uh, I was like, I really thought about it, and I'm like, you know what? I think I actually saw him at school back in the day, um, which would be, you know, crazy, crazy turn of events. But this area is six degrees of separation. Went to the uh, – what did I do last night? Last night I went to a United Way um, Young Leadership um, networking event at Twin Cade. That was pretty exciting. Threw down on some NBA Jam. Uh, had a taco bar, which is always exciting. And uh, that's about it. So, Josh, do you have any uh, any thoughts of this week so far? Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about D. Wade moving to uh, Cleveland. D. Wade moving to Cleveland. How's that sound? <laughs> um, sounds interesting. I, him and uh, LeBron just love each other. Um, being to, being able to see Dwayne Wade as close up as possible last year because he was a bull. Sure. Um, he is old and he shows it. So I don't know what role they're expecting of him, um, but he is not the impact player he used to be. There was a lot of times um, last year he was – not getting back on defense, uh, playing or sitting extensive minutes, um, dealt with a lot of small injuries. That's him. And if you followed him on Snapchat last year, it's like the guy, what he has to do to get his body ready each day 
insane. Hmm. So I can only imagine he's only got two years left. Probably a good IQ guy, which you need on these championship sure. teams. Sure. Um, but uh, maybe maybe his role fits better in being a veteran for the young kids. Well, yeah, one hundred percent. I don't know what they plan on using him. Like I said, I don't know if it's going to be a starter, if it's going to be a bench guy. Um, probably a starter. Uh, he looks good, so I, I think it's a good signing. I don't know if it tips the scales over the Warriors, like like yeah. the media is trying to say, but it's good. It's a, it's a good signing, um, adds depth, and I, I honestly think this is probably the most complete Cleveland team LeBron has had since being back. Sure. I like Kyrie Irving. I love me some Kyrie Irving. I think he's really talented, great basketball player, but the package they got back for him I think made up for what his role was with the team. So that's that. Anything else? Um, I was watching on, you know how you get those Snapchat stories, but they're like the, <laughs> not, 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 not ones that people post, but like the, the ones from specific like media, different media companies and whatnot. Sure. Like brother. That sure. One? Well, did you, did you see, I, I mean, I like it doesn't have to be from the Snapchat story, but did you watch, uh, LeBron's interview? <laughs> it, was, it was just him for like 45 minutes. I did not. Is that the one? So I, I think... If I'm correct on this, is this the one with a lot of audio bites that were getting played throughout the media all week? Yes. So it was the one where he was about to give the keys to Kyrie. Is it that yeah. one? Yeah. But Kyrie, but like Kyrie left beforehand. Right. And what else right. did he say? It, well, one of the things that I thought was pretty funny is like today and today only. It's like I'm gonna let you guys ask me whatever you want, but <laughs> for the rest of the season, you may not get another question ever uh, again. <laughs> God, I hate That's that pretty guy. Funny, but I, uh, I fucking hate that guy. Yeah, that's one. That's when I first heard about. D Wade coming to Cleveland, and it wasn't even a, a, a set thing yet. So this was had to be a couple weeks ago, or yeah, at least last week when this was happening. Gotcha. Fuck, I don't remember what the question was. <laughs> you got me in this tangent. Not, yeah. Don't know where it's I easy was to do. It's it. easy to do in this. Um, I'll, I'll well, try guess, to add in. You know what? Let's just let's just if you saw it, let's just say thoughts about the whole. I think LeBron's the most socially aware superstar we've ever had, and he's the worst at it. So it doesn't surprise me that he's making public comments. Um, of course, he's gonna he he's gonna play the victim in this situation where like Kyrie was, you know, he he really loves them. He treated them like a young brother, but mm. uh, you know, Kyrie just uh, it was his fault, and he wanted to get out of here. And I was willing to give up everything I want for him to to be happy. I I don't know if Kyrie was if that was that case. I think if, if there, that dialogue was already open, he Kyrie would still be there. Yeah. It's just yeah. uh, it's hard to play number two. Yeah, and when, I think when you get when you got as much talent as Kyrie Irving. Yeah, yeah, I, I think the NBA is my favorite sport for this kind of talk. Mm. Um, it's it's the best. Uh, it's like it's like People Magazine for me. It's like the sh- most sugar coated uh, dialogue ever. Um, yeah, I, when it comes to, when it comes to LeBron, I, I he's just a big dick. <laughs> just a big dick. Yeah, yeah. So um, nothing surprises me of what he says or does. Awesome. Um, yeah. So, uh, but I did see the, um, the the other one that was fun this week. Mello, Mello got traded to Oklahoma City. Yeah, he did. Uh, another turd. Uh, I hope my boy Mike Coles is listening to this because he's a huge Carmelo fan, and I, I uh, would love to jazz him up a little bit. But uh, I was watching this Facebook uh, video a couple weeks ago, and it was um, the I think it was the Western Conference Finals, and it was like Carmelo's first or second year, maybe third, but. The idea was that he was facing off against Kobe. So Carmelo's young. Kobe's pretty much in his prime. Black Mamba. And uh, what happens is, is that Carmelo Anthony looks like a man. And he is playing hard. He is fighting for every inch. Looks awesome. That Carmelo Anthony has not existed in the last decade. So 
Um, he's relying a lot on fadeaway jumpers. Um, he thinks he's awesome. I think he's got like this inflated ego from the uh, the media, um, the people that he surrounds himself with. But uh, when you're the premier player in the NBA, or uh, not to say a premier player in the NBA, if you're the premier player on your team and you can't make the playoffs, you're not a premier player in mm-hmm. the league. Just the way it is. There's five, there's five guys on the floor at all times for your team. There's one ball. It's, ge- it's geometry. It's spacing. And if you can't dominate the ball when you got it in your hands, you're not a superstar in the league. So I think it's a good move for him to go to OKC. It's going to be interesting because those three guys uh, that are there, George, Westbrook, and Carmelo, they're not the smartest dudes in the NBA. So it's going to be interesting to see how they want to share the ball. Um, and how they're going to make that work into their benefit. Mm. Sounds like Carmelo is going to be playing a four, which I think is better for him. He's more of a post player. But, man, I would love to see. He, like, lost that that final Fast and Furious gear. I would love to see him kind of ramp that back up, maybe do it in spurts. Um, but I doubt it's going to happen. So, Sure. Let's, uh, what can we talk about next? You gotta love pre-production meetings, guys. This is what happens when you don't have them. <laughs> uh, let's okay. Let's talk about. Uh, I mean, you're going to see Pearl Jam tonight. Let's talk about yep. your experience when you went to the see Pearl Jam in, in Wrigley. This yeah. is what the the movie's based off of, right? So I was there for both both nights. Um, fun time. Uh, one the one night, uh, my wife and I went and sat together, and the next night I sat with my friend who I usually go to the shows with. Um, Awesome shows, uh, classic PJ shows. Not probably the best I've ever seen. Um, there's there's a few of those that are like really awesome. Like the first ones that come to mind, um, Alpine Valley 2003. I want to say was just an incredible show. Milwaukee in 2013 was incredible. It was probably the best Pearl Jam show I've ever seen. Um, I've been seeing them since '98, so if that gives you any kind of. Um, so I would say 98 United Center was probably the, one of the best. Alpine, 2003. Milwaukee, 13. It's not really in there, but um, really good shows, classic rock shows. You, If you're a fan of the band, you didn't leave there disappointed. Um, I don't exactly know what they're going to talk about. I think what they're going to try to highlight is the band tried to be a little bit more um, interesting, I would say. So the night before, I don't know if you remember this or not, the night before the first show, they went on a rooftop and played a private show. So I'm sure there'll be a little bit, there'll be a song or two from that. Um, and that was like, I think, see, these memorabilia people that go to these shows are insane. I, I don't know, like, I'm a poster guy, so I guess I'm one of these memorabilia guys. I got the worst story ever about this. Pittsburgh, I, mean, I went to see them in Pittsburgh. It was the open their other 13, this Lightning Bolt tour. And my friend and I were like, well, should we get the merch before we go in the show or should we wait till after the show or once the doors open to get it inside? So, we we're in Pittsburgh. We're like, you know what? We'll just go and get the merch out of the way, take it back into the hotel room, and then that way we don't have to carry it around all day, right? Well, we get in the line, and it's like just crawling. It's not going anywhere. It's, it's We're end up waiting there two and a half hours at this point. So all for a damn poster. So we get to the poster, which these posters, if you guys are familiar with it at all, um, huge resale value. So you're buying for 35 bucks. If it's a sick poster, you can probably turn around and sell for 1500. If it's an average poster, you're probably in the 400 range. If it's uh, shitty and they just didn't sell them out, it's still 75 bucks. So that's really what you're looking for. And people are getting, getting like they're they're starting to like understand the idea, so they're buying a shit ton now. So it's 
creating a demand for these posters that I've, are we've never seen as a fan of the band for 19 years. So back to the story. We're going into the line, two and a half hour wait, hanging out there. We're three away from the front. Still see a poster. Still see posters, right? But we've sat there long enough, we know where it's getting close, right? There's only so many of these damn things made. We're, we're getting there. We're behind this lady and her family, and this chick is trying on every single shirt that exists in that thing. And she's like, oh, I don't know if that size works. I don't know if this size works. By the time she bought her damn shirt and we got up there, they all sold out. Total waste of time. <laughs> Great story. <laughs> Total waste of time. Uh, so so thank did, you, Pearl you Jam. Get a, you didn't get a poster that year. I did. I had to wait on the inside. It's actually the one in the middle, if you can turn around and see it. Yeah. yeah. So I got that one. That one's probably the most expensive one I own, too. So you just, they had more inside the... Yeah, yeah. Um, I could probably go all day with uh, the poster stories. The Moline one up there, um, that one in particular I had to cut about 200 people for. Otherwise, I wasn't going to get in it. Um, it was for a moment there I thought to myself I might have to get in a fist fight. Yeah, you told me that story. Yeah, yeah tell, tell tell the world that story. That was, that was a pretty good one. Uh, I mean, I pretty much just summed it up. I yeah. mean, it, it was pretty much uh, we got there. We, we had to wait till the doors got open again. Um, I think we had a few beers at uh, TGI Fridays right outside sure, the sure. arena. Um, head in there, and then um, of course we get there, and the line is just slammed. And I just, you know, I'm, I uh, try to make things happen when I see a little adversity. Saw a little bit there. There was no way I was getting a poster if I waited in the lines. No. So I just cut and uh, bought two. Yeah. So, uh, and that's another one that's pretty expensive. Was so. this, uh, like, the, the dude just didn't notice or, like, didn't care type thing? You know, it was one of those things where you're just trying to be as, like, sneaky as possible. Right. You just saw an opportunity and went for it. Yeah. So I just tried to act like I, I belonged there. Yeah. Does that make sense? So I just walked in and struck this up a comment. This, this is this is tips for your listeners on how to, <laughs> on how to score their Pearl Jam well, posters next time they go. Yeah, unfortunately, there's something times I can be pretty persuasive. I, I walked into um, so I walked into the line and I decided I was going to just start up a conversation with the first person I ran into. Yeah. So it made it look like I knew him. That was my move. Solid. <laughs> and it worked. No one said anything to me. So that was cool. Yeah, you just kind of walk up and, and act like you're supposed to be there. Yeah, it's one of those moments where the anxiety's kicking full throttle, you know, and then you just kind of do it, and it's pretty fun once the rush of doing it's pretty fun. The only thing I can really kind of relate it to in, uh, is smashing mailboxes in high school. <laughs> and I will not, I will not say the route that we did on that so I can uh, still get in trouble. Actually, you know what? Um, if any law enforcement is listening, I did not do that. I heard about that doing that. <laughs> I heard about people doing that. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, somebody told me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Type I heard that was really fun. So I, I heard, heard that was fun. So I heard. Yeah, right. yeah. Cool. Well, uh... Okay, so that puts us at the 25-minute mark. 25-minute mark. I think that's good, unless there's anything else. Um, did you want to kind of add? Uh, no. I no? Think okay, well... That wraps it up. Yep, that about wraps it up. Uh, thanks for uh, tuning in. Uh, listening on the uh, different types of uh, platforms we're uh, distributing on. Um, tweet at me, at according to Alan. I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say. Uh, maybe uh, start reading some questions and um, some comments next week. Um, again, we're going to try to release these every Thursday. So be on that. Uh, Local 219. Um, give a shout out to Nick Feliciano, too, uh, from NWI Media. He's doing a killer job of doing a bunch of awesome stuff. 
And uh, special, I got a, actually a special shout out to Adam Martin. Um, he's the guy who uh, gave us this sick ass, uh, this hip hop beat. Um, he's a local artist living in Dallas right now, trying to get his uh, dream done. Um, great guy. And uh, thanks again for letting us use the, the tracks. And uh, see you next week. Thank you.